Welcome to the House of Lee NYC. Come on in, meet regular folks doing interesting things, and get tips for resourceful living. Hi, I'm Lee. Thank you for stopping by. You are joining me live in this episode. It's being recorded at the National Association of Broadcasters show here in New York City at the Javits Convention Center. Can you hear the excitement in the background, Jared? I hear the excitement, <laughs> and as, as there should be excitement because not only are we at the Javits Center, we're the house. The house. The house. The house of Lee. <laughs> Thank you. How cool is this? <laughs> I am so honored that you're here today. I'd like to just introduce, this is Jared Easley. He is the co-founder of Podcast Movement. It's one of the largest, if not the largest, podcast industry conference. Is that right? That's right. Oh my gosh, and today you're going to get some insights and tips into event planning. Perhaps uh -oh. <laughs> you, <laughs> don't say that, yep. perhaps you want to put on an event and you're nervous, or maybe you've already got a conference in the works, I don't know, but this is going to be the episode for you, and either way, we are going to get some tips from Jared. He's graciously offered to stop by and let us pick his brain about it. So Jared, welcome. Oh, I'm flattered to be here, uh, Lee. Thank you so much for lowering your standards to <laughs> include me in your house oh and my it God. is your house and um, I'm I, yeah this is so exciting and a little bit overwhelming to come in here and see all these amazing brands and all the cool things going yes. on and uh, just have great appreciation to NAB yes. for allowing us to do this yes thank you thank you and so Jared let's just jump right in okay Event planning. What do you think when you hear that term? Um, don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Event planning is an animal that, uh, you know, when we first, uh, I say we, my business partner is Dan Franks. Dan and I, when we first decided, hey, let's try to do an event, we had no concept of what that was and how much effort and time and resources go into something that's high quality. And um, we were very, I guess, ignorance is bliss in, in our case. So we started small. We did little meetups. When you say small, how small? 25 people. Oh, nice. <laughs> so the first thing that we ever did together was I was attending a conference in Dallas, which is where Dan is based. We both have podcasts, or he, he had a podcast at the time that was more entrepreneurial, business-focused. And my show was pretty new. His show was fairly new. When I say new, we're talking maybe six months. So not a long time, not a huge audience. But I thought I'd like to have a meetup, a community meetup when I'm in Dallas, but I don't know that my community's large enough to just have a meetup my, myself. So I thought it'd make more sense to maybe collaborate with another podcast that's based in Dallas. Sure. And I reached out to Dan, not knowing him at all, uh, but I listened to his podcast and said, hey, what if the two of us teamed up and did a community meetup for our two shows collaborating together, right. which is what we did. We had 25 people come, which I thought was a miracle considering you know we're new at this right. and that was the beginning of uh, a long series of little things that we tried that ultimately led to what we do now right and so I know that you started with a Kickstarter funding mm. campaign would you recommend that people do that now there's a, a lot of really good reasons to consider crowdfunding for new ideas whether it's an event or it's a product or it's uh, something that you want to test, something that you feel excited about, but is it going to work? <laughs> and uh, the reason I say that is uh, uh, something like a crowdfunding campaign gives people, it's, it's good for marketing for one thing, because you'll have friends and people in your network that'll share that. 
uh, because they want to support you. They like right. you. And then another re another thing is uh, if you can meet a certain funding goal, small or large, it's a validation of your idea. And it's smart to validate the idea because if you have the greatest idea in the world but no one supports it financially, exactly. it's really hard to get people on board and to make it work. Uh, so that that's my encouragement to people to consider a, a form of crowdfunding, not, not because... Uh, Oh, you, you expect to make all this money. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Most new events don't. They, they kind of break even in the beginning or they unfortunately lose some money. But I, I love the validation aspect that crowdfunding allows. And I think even if you're starting a podcast, even if you're writing a book, even if you're whatever you're doing, consider a crowdfunding option uh, with your immediate circle of your friends and your family and say, hey, I, I, you know, I, I want to be responsible. I want to be a good steward of whatever I'm creating. And I don't want to do it just to do it. I want to make sure there's a you know an interest. Right. And then you allow people to support it or not. And if they do, carry on. If they don't, then you get to understand why. Exactly. Why did they? Is it does it not resonate with them, or is there something I need to adjust? Exactly. So there can be some really good learning things. And failure. Uh, some people are afraid of failure, but I encourage people not to be afraid of that. That that just helps you to figure out what you need to adjust to, to kind of go in a, a different path, uh, hopefully a path that's going where you want to go. So. Yes, and you mentioned fear and being scared, and that sure. is one of the questions I want to ask you about, which is how many times were you scared or disheartened and wanted to quit, if at all? <laughs> Over and over and over again. <laughs> and what do you have? What, what can you tell people who might be in that same well, situation? I'm, I'm happily married and uh, almost married for 10 years now. I'm very wow. proud of that. Congratulations. And, um, but <laughs> when we started this adventure, we had day, uh, my, my business partner and I had full time day jobs. Then we were planning an event on top of that, which is a lot of work. Um, so it was like two full time jobs plus yes. family responsibilities. And in the beginning, like I said, you're not guaranteed that you're going to be profitable. So for us, we were doing well in yes. terms of uh, visibility, in terms of attendance, in terms of people talking about it and excitement, but financially we weren't making money because it costs a lot of money to do a high of quality course. event. So the second year we did it, we actually lost money. We lost, uh, you know, it, depending on who you are, it wasn't super su substantial at the time. It, it felt super substantial to me. It was $40,000. That's a lot. And we, we lost $40,000. And I remember that's a lot. Like that was the only time in my marriage where I thought my wife's going to leave me. <laughs> like I, oh. I've made a really bad mistake here. Um, the good thing that came from that was um, after we licked our wounds and you know, what did we do wrong? We figured out how to put up guardrails to not make the same mistakes moving forward. So let me stop you there yep. and share with us what some of those guardrails are for well, people not knowing what's ahead down the road when event planning. I, th I think, um, you know, I could tell you specific things for us, but it's going to be different for everyone else. I think what you want to do is you want to identify what, what caused us to not have this money. And if you can identify what those particular things were, then you can determine, okay, do I need to cut this out? Do I need to adjust how I plan this? What was it for you uh, guys? There was, there was a variety of things. Can there you was give a, like um, one example? There was expenses like paying keynote speakers. We were, we were paying more than we should, should have budgeted for. Oh, that's a good one, um, budgeting. Uh, there was one example where we had a, a really big name. I could name him, but there's some people <laughs> in here who won't like this person, so I don't want to cause it's frustration right. no for worries. your show. But he had agreed to speak, and then he bailed out. Something happened, and then we felt, okay, we have to fill the gap. We have to bring in someone of you know equal status, and 
it was three weeks before the event. So in order to get someone that we felt was appropriate, it was like a $40,000 price tag. Wow. Um, there was things like affiliate sales. Some people know about affiliates. It's where yes. uh, someone's helping you sell whatever you're doing and they get some kind of commission or some kind of, you know, if they sell it, they get a percentage. Um, we had relationships where people were helping us, quote unquote, helping us sell uh, or promote the, the event, but they were promoting to people that would have come to us anyway. So in a way we were like hurting ourselves. Got it. It, it was uh, not helping. Right. It was us giving money away basically. So let me stop you there, there with the money. There was a number of things, yes. Lee. It wasn't just those, there was others. And we had to, we had to change. We yes. To and so it sounds like you had a bigger budget for, for the person who maybe has two to 10,000, if that, to yeah. work with. Do you have any tips for the little guy or gal? Yeah, don't, don't, uh, <laughs> I, I'm all for dreaming big, but also be realistic on what you have. If you have a budget of, of 10 or whatever that is, right. then you need to be realistic within that. Right. Uh, don't, don't assume or don't, 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 I, I like the phrase, I grew up in Alabama, and this is a phrase we use. It's called champagne taste on a beer budget. <laughs> don't <laughs> have champagne right. taste on a exactly. beer budget. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's, the, so. yeah, so uh, that leads me to my next question, okay. which is basically how do you know what to cut when you love some component? Well, I mean, I love a lot of components, but at the end of the day, if your goal is to have something that's sustainable, and possibly even you know pr profitable, right. then you, you kind of settle with that. You just say, okay, I love this, but right now I need sustainability. So this Do you have an example? Uh, it could be whatever. It could be, okay, it, it, it would be wonderful to have um, free food for people at my event, but if the free food is actually costing you half of your budget or a third of right. your budget, is that the best way to spend that money? Uh, you could argue that it isn't. So, so let me ask you that. What are some good things to spend money on at an event that most of us might not think about? I think uh, quality production in the sense of, of having a nice uh, environment to meet, having a nice, if, if you can have a budget for a nice background or a nice stage or um, you, you, you want to have quality in that sense. You want to have a, a nice name badge. You don't want just a sticker on somebody's shirt if you can help it. Hello, uh, my be, name because is. All of a sudden, yeah, for a lot of people, perception is reality. Yes. So if they walk into something and they see a sticker that they put on their shirt, they're like, okay, I'm at Toastmasters or I'm at, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with Toastmasters. Right, but right. I think that's something to think about is like, okay, you know, this is your thing. What do you want people to walk away and say? And if they walk away and say, hey, that was creative, that was cool then that that's great uh, but that takes some thought and and there's you can do things that are creative that aren't going to blow the budget can you give us an example yeah, get on pinterest <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean, right, I mean i'm not right. a pinterest person but my wife right. is and yes. you get on pinterest and you say okay what are some fun ways to come up with creative um creative ways to make a uh, a little one sheet that has all the speakers on it or uh, is that what yeah, you did one year um no not for not for podcast movement but we've tried other one day events we've done them in new england and san diego and chicago and orlando and um we've done cruises even we did two cruises and we had to get creative with that so we'd you know figure out a way to do a one sheet with the speakers and the different itinerary and nice. uh, just come up with a unique way to do that and a, a nice template and something that's clean and, and nice uh, mm -hmm. Not looking cheap, those kind of things. Exactly. Um, maybe not the best examples for what you're looking for. No, no, for, those but are good. And and that brings me to my next question, which is at Podcast Movement, 
the details are amazing. And so as a, as a mom, I go to these random camps and things and I notice that the details are not taken care of because, no offense, they're run mostly by men. Do you have women on your team who help with the details? Or? Uh, well, our, our wives are active. Uh, my wife, Rachel, and Dan's wife, Jeanette. Well, Rachel um, and Jeanette, yeah. Dan, Dan, without a question, is, is very uh, detail-oriented. I'm less nice. detail-oriented, but we kind of balance each other in other right. ways. That said, uh, no, attention to detail is, is something that is a high priority for us. Right. And we go to a number of other events. Yes. We look around online. We're constantly brainstorming and, and trying to get feedback on how we can continue to improve that. Exactly. Because it does make a big difference. People walk in, they feel... It a does. different synergy about something if, if it's real yes. nice and put together. And the one thing you don't know about me, Jared, is I have a family events business. And so oh, my, my, my partner, Lisa, and I, we run the largest private egg hunts in Manhattan. Fun. And I when, like I, yeah. <laughs> when I saw the way your event is produced, I was really, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Well, thank you. So thank you for agreeing to talk. And I do have a couple other questions. So, uh, for the first time in almost three years now, according to the Meeting Professionals International Association, uh, live event attendance is expected to rise. Okay. According to the 2018 survey. That's good news for us. <laughs> Why do you think that might be, or what are your thoughts on uh, that? I think community is a big part of it. People like to connect with like-minded folks and like to learn, and when there's a safe place yes. where a lot of folks can come together of all different types of backgrounds and all you know all types of diversity can come together and and have a common goal to, to collaborate and share with each other i think that creates a wonderful synergy yes. it's encouragement that propels someone to to take an action that they might be a little reluctant to take without it and so yeah i love events um i i hope that that continues to grow because i see so much value in the community aspect of events definitely uh, it really creates it can create lifelong friendships yes and um you know what some people use that word mastermind it's conversations with folks where you're saying hey i'm considering doing this and you get some really helpful feedback and insight and that that's that's wisdom that's being smart exactly. Exactly. Uh, you should get feedback yes. from people who have credibility who have some experience who know and take that feedback and then how can you filter that into what you're doing yes and uh, sometimes some feedback is better than others but it's nice to have a group of folks that you can go to. And that, that types of synergy happens at events. So I think that's a, a big reason why people want to come. Exactly. And, and a lot, some of them are fun. Exactly. Yeah. I, I had a blast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have a movement. good time, right? I feel like this is a podcast it's movement like love fest. When you were a kid or yes, something, you know? exactly. Right. Uh, will you stick around? Uh, I've got another question to ask you, but first, what I like to do is some shout outs and announce my favorite can, New York can, City hotspot. Can I give a shout out real quick? I would love to give you a moment to shout uh, out to someone. Uh, well, tell us. I can't stop staring at these shoes right here. Can you come on over? Yes. Let's let's have you on the show here. I, I am yes. a fan of your shoes. Come, come. Wait, wait, what's your name, ma'am? Uh, Toy Perry. Oh, God. Toy, where are you home? from? Chicago. She's from Chi-Town. That's my town. Awesome. <laughs> what, what brings you to the show today? Um, just getting information, um, representing Marriage Impossible, um, our, comp our new podcast that's coming out, um, and getting information, basically. Where will people be able to check out that podcast? We're getting information. Getting <laughs> information to then launch the podcast. But but the name of it will be Marriage Impossible. Nice. Do you believe marriage is impossible? I believe 
marriage is possible. There's impossible situations that appear in marriages that make it seem impossible. Have you been to Podcast Movement yet? Orlando, August. We're, we're going. My husband there said we're, we've got to do all the podcasting. And stuff. Are you going to be here next week? Do I need to be here next week? Is the question. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's got a workshop that's going on for, uh, for podcasters locally, yes. so that's cool. Um, yes. I would love to chat with you after this because... Yes. I love to hear stories like this, and, and I think what you're doing is great. So, and I like your shoes, and I'm Sparkly. assuming you're with Dwayne. Dwayne's, uh, Hi, Dwayne. You know, Dwayne's being really cool about letting you come up here, so Shout we appreciate to Dwayne, Dwayne as well. Chicago. Yeah. So thank yes. you for, for being willing to share. Exactly. Awesome. All right. So On our, to you, Lee. Yes. So our other shout-outs are Stephen Jones from Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, Go hey. Stephen. Yeah. And he's also uh, photograph photographing and videoing us today. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we deserve Stephen. I know. I'm glad he's that he's amazing. Here. And yeah. Mattia from Spreaker and Vox Nest. And yes. then we have Mike Palmer. Also from New York City, uh, from Trending in Education. And then we have Jeff Havison from yes. Newark, New Jersey. Jeff's right here. Woo! And, thank uh, you. And he's not wearing the W hat today, so I didn't recognize him at first. Exactly. <laughs> but Jeff's in the house. All right. So let's move <laughs> on to the hot spot in New York City. So it's actually very close here. Jared, have you been to the Skylight Diner at West 34th and 9th, right next to B&H? I have it, but it sounds delicious. It is. It, and the thing is, here's what you need to know before you go only order the typical diner food do not stray or deviate <laughs> well i i'm not tempted to do a lot of straying at a diner so a burger eggs that's great <laughs> but here's the thing the owner makes an amazing grits well i grew up in the south <laughs> and i'm uh, very judgmental on grits oh so i uh, i would be happy to try them but yes if I, I, I may have an opinion. <laughs> yes. what, what do we well, do? We're in New York, I right? Think, People have opinions. So. I think you should try for breakfast Amen. tomorrow. Yes, All right. Well, exactly. You know what? I'm going to do it. Yes, <laughs> please do. I'm going to have the grits. Please, and then okay. and then tell me how, how well, it is. You'll well, have to now back. if the grits are not to the standards, Lee, <laughs> then I want to know. Then, then <laughs> you know the, you, we could put you in an embarrassing situation it's with these okay, folks. So, it's okay. It's right. okay. You know. All I right. I, I like to I like to speak the truth in love. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Because I want, you know, I lived for a year and a half in Alabama. Did you? I did in high school. I would not school. have guessed that. I know, right? What part? I was in Huntsville. Okay, yeah, you know, Space and Rocket Center. Yes, I've I went there. to Grissom oh. High School. Anybody? I know Grissom High School. We used to wrestle them. Oh my God! Oh, you That's were funny. a wrestler? I, I was. I was a high school wrestler. I know that doesn't. Uh, people are like, no, you weren't. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, I was. And we wrestled against Grissom. So wow. Well, I went to high school in Montgomery. So oh, okay. People ever get a chance to go to Montgomery, Alabama? Don't do it. Oh. Uh, yeah, just I don't really know that. much yeah. about Montgomery. But There's a reason for that. <laughs> So great. So now I've mentioned Skylight Diner and the Grits, and please try them tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Let me know because we want to we wanna know. I also want to shout out to Rachel Muckle mm. of NAB. She's co-producing this episode with us today. Thank and, you. And, and she made me step up to a fear, <laughs> conquer <Yes>. a fear. <laughs> So she's a good person to know for that reason alone. Exactly. And then on October 26th at 10 a.m., I'm hosting a free webinar called What's a Podcast and What's in it for me? <laughs> and if you're here next week, a week from today, October 25th, I'm hosting castshopnyc.com. Yes. It's a one-day hands-on podcasting workshop. And the selling point to it is you're going to walk away mm. with a recorded intro. And it's half lecture, but mostly workshop and free lunch. And I have met 
uh, several people that are working with you and collaborating with you. I met, met Beatrice and some others, and uh, I think you have an an all-star A-team group that's going to be facilitating that. So you're in good hands. It's going to be a good thing. Well, thank you on behalf of all of us. Yes. Thank you so much, and thank you for your support on that. My pleasure. <laughs> Well, and I, I don't give it out just to give it out. No, <laughs> so, you're very sincere, right. and I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. And so now, Jared, my final question is, what's the one thing you wish people would ask you? The one thing I wish people would ask me is, that's a wonderful question. Um, hmm, hmm, <laughs> just anything, you know, stream of consciousness. Uh, <laughs> You know what? I'm going to flip it here just for a moment. Like one thing I don't like. Uh, this can sound so petty and, and condescending and uh -oh, judgmental. Am I in trouble? No, but it, it always kind of like is weird to me when I first meet somebody and they're like, "What do you do? Where do you live?" Right. Like, I feel like. It's Did a, I just do that? No, no, no. Oh. But I feel like it's like a status <laughs> question where they're trying to like, you know, they're trying yes. to. Yes. They want to know what if you you're do. on their level. Yes. Or, uh, or like what college did you go to right. and so i i try not to ask those types of questions when i'm first meeting someone yes not because there's anything Agreed. wrong with those questions but i i prefer to ask somebody about something that's more general right um and and i do that because if someone doesn't live in the best neighborhood or or you know doesn't have a career that they're as proud of they're right. not feeling a little bit exactly. uh, oh well no i'm not exactly no i'm not you know, part of the in crowd or whatever. So that, that's really not the answer to your question. But uh, those are questions that I don't enjoy. And I've never really talked about that on a podcast. So thank you for allowing me to have a moment to uh, yes, therapy and, and share that. So. Th you know, House of the NYC, we're here at your service. And, you know, along those lines, the one question I love to ask people because I like that's the show is about regular folks doing interesting things. Right. And so we I believe we all have inherent worth and value and we all have wisdom. And that's why I interview mm. regular folks. And I mean, you're kind of royalty in podcasting. I don't but, feel that uh, way. But thank uh, you. You are a regular <laughs> but I, but person. But I, I do think Megan. <laughs> Markle's pretty uh, a pretty girl, right. so good for her. Yep. And she's and pregnant, so yes, congratulations, congratulations to, to yep. the royal family, I yep. guess. But the one question I like to ask people is, what do you do for fun? That's the question ah. I ask instead of, what do you do? So, Jared, what do you like to do for fun? One of my favorite things to do every day when I'm at home is my eight-year-old daughter turning eight this weekend, by the way. Happy birthday. What's she her and name? I, uh, Lana. Lana, happy yeah. birthday. Coming hey, everybody, up. can you say happy birthday on a count of three? <laughs> yeah, One, Lana, two, three. I'll have to play this part. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Lana. Lana. Yeah, she's, she's going to turn eight. But at night, before bedtime, we will sit down and we will read a book that's not on her reading level. So I end up reading it, but it's it's books like uh, Charlotte's Web or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's like these really classic yes, books, yes. and we only read one chapter. That's the rule, only one. So oh. it's every time it's like, can we read one more? And I'm like, no, we can't possibly read one more. It's got to be tomorrow. But uh, that's one of my favorite things because the books are great. They're classics, yes. but it's also fun to to experience that with her for yes. the first time because yes. she's not familiar with them. And so, uh, yeah, that's what we do. We, we find a book that we both agree on, and then we, we go through it one chapter a night. And can I, I share with you that as a former mm -hmm. teacher, you must read to your children even as they're older. I see claps in the audience. Thank you. But that's you usually one of my favorite things to do. Not only when they're eight. It's, 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 it's like a nine, blast. ten, twelve, because you know what? They'll mm -hmm. snuggle with you. You're going you're gonna, to, yep. it's going to go so quickly. And we'll talk about <laughs> it the next day. She'll ask questions, or it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Exactly. Well, Jared, thank mm -hmm. you so much for being here. 
being on the show today. I don't deserve it, but I appreciate it. And no, you definitely deserve it. And I appreciate it. And I want to know what's the one social media outlet or handle where people can reach out to you? Well, I think uh, the, the event that we discussed earlier is Podcast Movement. So Instagram or Twitter, they can check out at Podcast Movement. We have a wonderful Facebook community that's absolutely free. Uh, it's got over 15,000 people who are interested in or actively in podcasting. And what's the name of it? It's called Podcast Movement Community. It's on Facebook, but it's free and anyone can be a part of it and it's a great place for starters it's a great place for the veterans who are wanting to keep up um, just a wonderful place to connect and meet meet uh, people know, who, are, who are in the trenches with you so <laughs> i agree thank you so much so that wraps up this episode for today thank you so much for stopping by take care and we'll talk soon Bye-bye. yeah and i'm gonna hit subscribe to the house of lee podcast if you haven't do that now <laughs> bust you, out your phone yes. hit subscribe and then put in your notes section on your phone Marriage Impossible, because that's coming yes. soon. You're going to yes. check that out. Yes, from Chicago. And then if you need a photographer, Stephen Jones. Yes, from Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking elsewhere, you're wrong. Go to Stephen Jones. Exactly. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.